when it comes down to what an effective sponsor is doing and they are doing it well and doing it effectively, I, I come back to my model of leading on purpose, right? And leading on purpose is really about three behaviors, demonstrating trust, that you can be trusted, that you care about the individual and you're willing to help them. So trust, empathy, and service. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. This week, we're talking about sponsorship of careers. Leaders, this episode is for you, whatever level you are in the organization, but especially if you're a decision maker when it comes to talent. When others talk about sponsorship, it is usually about how to get a sponsor as an employee. But today we're talking about what it means to be an epic sponsor. This episode came to be because I was talking to my friend, Maddie Kulkarni, who has previously been on our podcast. We are on Instagram live a couple of weeks ago. And she said something like, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a training on how to be a really good sponsor for someone's career. So consider this your training. And that's just not for Maddie. That's for everybody listening, not just on how to do the one-on-one stuff, but how to be an epic sponsor of someone's career. To have this conversation, I knew who I needed to talk to. Mark Benton. I've had the pleasure of partnering with Mark in my corporate days. He's made a huge influence on my own career and the paths that I've taken. Mark is the vice president of talent management and development with McKesson Corporation. In his role, he identifies simple yet effective ways to accelerate the development of current and future leaders. With over 26 years in the HR and talent space, Mark has a reputation of balancing straight talk with humor and empathy and has used this approach to partner with hundreds of leaders at all levels across multiple industries and geographies to successfully link business strategy to people-focused solutions. Outside of his day job, Mark spends time as an executive coach and public speaker where he engages leaders in meaningful dialogue around lead on purpose, his framework for impactful leadership. Mark lives in Plano, Texas with his wife and their two sons. Don't forget to listen 
all the way to the end of our conversation where Mark offers some tangible tools, how to be an epic sponsor. Let's get started. Well, I'm really excited to welcome Mark Benton to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Laura. It's good to be here. Thank you so, so much for being here. I um, I was having a conversation with another leader and we were talking about sponsorship and mentorship and the difference. And she mentioned, you know what? I don't think I ever got training on how how to be a good sponsor. Like, what does that even look like? Yeah. And And I was like, oh man, I have to have Mark on to talk about it. And I'm just so excited to have you with us. Thank you. It's it's really good to be here and it's good to spend some time with you. Well, thank you. And to kick us off, can you tell us a little bit more about you and your story? Yeah, absolutely. So let's see, I have been, and it's hard when I kind of count the numbers and I can't believe it, but I have been in the HR and talent space for 26 years. It's kind of a long time, right? <laughs> and I really, really appreciate the fact, um, and it's not lost on me, that being a leader and being able to help develop others and be responsible for how work gets done through others is such a privilege and it's an honor. And with that obviously comes responsibility. And I have really kind of dedicated, you know, my career really kind of once it kind of hit me that we must be purposeful in how we lead. And so I talk a lot about what it looks like to lead on purpose. And I think one of the things that people can do to lead on purpose is, you know, the topic we're going to talk about today, sponsorship. Uh, It is a very important piece of, you know, our career development and how you progress in your career. We need those special people. You know, let's see. I uh, kind of describe myself as, uh, well, I'm a husband, married. Um, to my wife, Shelly, and that has been a 26-year adventure as well. So uh, (laughs) that's been good. And together, we have uh, two sons, uh, Joshua and Parker, both graduated from high school. Um, One is in graduate school, and the other one just finished his uh, freshman year at uh, SMU. So yay. (laughs) And then Besides, you know, kind of just really trying to be a good dad and and a good husband, I really do kind of pride myself in being a talent development geek. You know, I I can talk about talent and talent matters for uh, forever, actually. And in that, I love to have an opportunity to spend time with growing talent, people that, you know, are somewhere in the middle of their career. And most recently, uh, one of my really, really fun critical experiences in the work that I do is working a lot with C-suite leaders. Wonderful. So yeah, so it's, the adventure continues, yeah. Well, I'm just so excited to have your you on and all the expertise that you bring to this topic because it's not one that we talk about a lot. So let's get down to it. All right, let's do it. Mentorship versus sponsorship. Some similarities, some differences. How are they the same and what are the differences? Well, I think when you think about what they have in common, right, it's an individual that is really leaned in with purpose to help someone navigate a career or uh, a thought partner that can help, you know, an individual think about 
what do they aspire to be and, and how do they want to go about getting there? And both of those roles, a sponsor and a mentor, uh, you know, serve as a sounding board. There are very specific differences, though, in a mentor versus a sponsor. I'll start with mentor because I think sometimes people kind of get those things, like you said, confused. So a mentor can be someone who you gravitate to. Um, I think mentorship and mentor relationships, I ideally like to have them happen organically. Uh, you know, you have a common interest with someone. They are in a maybe more senior or more established place than you are. And they can give wisdom and perspective because they've been down the road before or they have enough breadth of knowledge that they can give you insights and perspectives. The thing that a sponsor is all about is a sponsor. A lot of times we don't get to select a sponsor. It happens based upon, you know, the team we're hired into. And ideally, um, not always, but ideally, a sponsor is a manager. It's someone in your management line. And I want to make that difference. And you and I have talked about this before, that a sponsor is someone who has decision rights. They own a budget. They uh, have vocal influence and yes and no power around your career. And a lot of times we can't pick a sponsor. What we have to do with finding a sponsor relationship is actually perform. It's about our performance, kind of those snapshots in time and how we execute work. And it's also about our potential, how far we can go. And then a sponsor sees that and they can help nurture us. They can help give us access to new assignments, different leaders, um, you know, just based upon the position that they have and the control that they have over, you know, the team and the work environment and where the work goes, a sponsor can help you get to where you want to by moving you into those kinds of roles. Mentor absolutely can be a, a support and a sounding board, but they typically don't have that control that gets you promoted um, or can actually move you and progress you through the management chain or the team or organizational hierarchy. Thank you so much for those um, descriptors. And do you feel that if you're somebody's sponsor, and I've heard it described this way before, mm -hmm. if you're sponsoring somebody, you're almost putting your, your own credibility on the line, kind of speaking for them. Is that another way to think about it? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it's one of the ways to tell mm. if you have a sponsor, because a mentor, right, if we go back to that, they may not be very influential in your circumstance. A mentor could be absolutely outside of your organization, but the sponsor, they are basically putting their name, their reputation, their credibility on the line for you, which I'll link back to why it's so important that if you are the sponsoree, you are performing mm. and you're demonstrating that you have stretch and potential. Got it. So what does sponsorship actually look like to actively sponsor somebody? What are the things that a sponsor is doing? That's a great question. 
when it comes down to what an effective sponsor is doing and they are doing it well and doing it effectively, I, I come back to my model of leading on purpose, right? And leading on purpose is really about three behaviors, demonstrating trust, that you can be trusted, that you care about the individual and you're willing to help them. So trust, empathy, and service. And I think that a sponsor is definitely someone who can be trusted. Uh, you can come to them at your best and at your worst, and they're going to give you counsel and advice and steer you correctly. Uh, they're going to give you that constructive feedback that helps you to close gaps or development. And they're actually navigating and identifying opportunities for you to shine at your best. They're demonstrating that they care. It's not about their agenda that they're moving you forward or whatever. They genuinely are invested in your next progression, where you're trying to go and your aspiration, and they're going to help you. And so that means that sponsorship is in certain venues where there are opportunities and there's been the call for talent. We need people that can do this. We need someone that's focused on that. That sponsor will lend their voice and their credibility to the situation to say, hey, let me tell you a little bit about Laura on my team. And this will be a great opportunity for her. Here's why. And I think that sponsor is also going to be truthful to say, here's the joys and here's the things that she's trying to develop. And this is why I think this will be good for her. And then they're continuing to press on that situation so that, you know, if they're believing in you and they think it's the right thing for you, then, you know, we're going to try to be successful to get, you know, you into that role. That's what a sponsor, I think, is all about. A sponsor also, I think, is really, really instrumental because they own a budget mm -hmm. so we can promote you. They are the ones designing sometimes the new team, the new structure, and they need to be considering who, you know, do I want to staff into this new structure based on capability. So a sponsor is also, as they're designing and architecting an organization or a team, they're considering you and other people maybe they sponsor um, and how you'd fit into that equation. And it feels like, um, from my experience, you know, there are people that probably think they are sponsoring and are doing as much as they can, but do you feel like there's, um, like there's superstar sponsors and kind of these performative sponsors that say they're doing stuff, but really not like actively and yeah. intentionally doing yeah. that. And where I, where I have seen this play out in different organizations is that sometimes you're sponsoring all the same people that look like you or the same people that went to the same school as you. And that doesn't lend itself to a lot of diversity. It's so interesting because when you said that, it made me think of the fact that as a sponsor, you have to be extremely self-aware of the position you have in your organization. You have to be self-aware. How are you viewed as a sponsor? How are you viewed rather, let me say, as a performer? in the organization. You know, do you have influence? If you're going to be a sponsor, you need to have influence. You need to have credibility. You need to have a track record that says this person 
differentiates themselves. They're adding value in our organization. And because we see what this individual is delivering and doing and contributing, wow, imagine if this is what we see in them, people that they advocate for, people that they put up um, are going to be similar in performance and potential or that sponsors doing their job to kind of make sure they're casting people in the right roles. Now, you said something that I think is really important and that is that sponsors need to really be thinking about not just focused on people that look like them or come from the same, you know, alma mater as them, but that I think a really rock star sponsor is going and they're looking to have an environment around them that is inclusive mm. and diverse, diverse in gender, diverse in my skin color, your skin color, your beliefs and lifestyle and mine. And they're also thinking about style. Um, this person may communicate a little differently. I think as a sponsor, you've got to really make sure that you're not just sponsoring people that make you feel most comfortable. Have to be thinking about, I'm trying to find the best talent in the organization or you know, in this company that I work in and grow that talent and help, sure, help to make sure, excuse me, that that talent is sitting in great places so that they can become future sponsors of others, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I love um, that you mentioned that because I, I think a trap that a lot of leaders get themselves into is they think they're doing this really great job and they're not being as inclusive as they think, right? It's the the biases that we have unconscious or conscious. Sometimes it's, oh, that person, you know, they just, they remind me of myself when I was that stage in my career, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think it's an easy trap to fall in. Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, it's it's fine. I want to make sure it's said that it's fine to have people that you sponsor that you resonate with, right? Like, yeah, I just really resonate. But, and I think you have to have some people that are different because it, it really comes back to something, you know, when you think about in an organization, if you're trying to find the best talent, then sometimes what you'll have to do as a sponsor is seek it out. And you'll say, you know, there's this individual on my team. They might be from, you know, what we would call, you know, a more marginalized group, you know, might be a person of color. Um, there could be some other identifier about those individuals that don't make them readily stand out. And let's pull back maybe a second from what a sponsor is. Let's just go back to good people leadership. Yeah. And as a people leader, you need to be looking to figure out the best in your people, what motivates them, what engages them, what are they good at, gifts and gaps, you know, that they have. And, you know, having as a people leader, a regular cadence of, okay, let's sit down and talk about your goals and objectives for this business year, calendar year, whatever it is. And this is, you know, the month of May. Let's talk about where you are, right? 
Has anything changed? Let me tell you what I've observed. This is what I see. How do you see it? Mm-hmm. You know, and engage back and forth. And so we said earlier on, right? Typically, a sponsor is going to be someone in your management line. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for it to be most effective, it's going to be someone in your management line because they know the ins and outs of your career, what you're working on. And so as a people leader, if you're doing that well, then I think it sets you up to be that rock star sponsor that we were talking about. That's great. And I love that you brought it back more to foundational to be a really great sponsor. You have to be a really great people manager first. As we talk about kind of foundational sponsorship, let's just um, lay out the land in terms of like when these conversations are really happening. So if you're in a big enough organization, you probably have end of year calibrations where you are talking about the talent and did they meet their objectives in the year? And you're also probably having succession conversations like where should this person go next? What bench strength do we have for these key roles? Any other places that are, you know, more traditional that sponsorship conversations would naturally occur within kind of a performance management cycle within a company? This this is a good one. And I kind of want to come back to kind of the, the root of your question. Like when does my sponsorship need to shine? Yeah. Right? When when <laughs> when do I need to like really show up? Right. Well, let's first kind of think about the venues. There is, you know, kind of the standard kind of these periods of time. We talked about performance management. So as a people leader, I need to be engaging uh, to make sure that my direct reports know where they stand. I'm holding them to a high bar performance. And at my company, we talk about inclusive. So you can't just perform, but you must be inclusive in how you perform. The next thing we talk about is transparency. We got to tell people where they stand, right? And then third is we have to differentiate. And as a sponsor, you have to say, you know, the highest performing people the people with the highest potential, how far can they go? Not just how well they work, but how far they can go. That's the first venue where I think your sponsorship shows up. Holding people to a high standard of performance, telling them where they stand, differentiating your talent and rewarding based on that. Then I think the next venue, after we're talking about all that in performance management, the next place your sponsorship shows up is in identifying, crafting, advocating for development opportunities for your people. Now that's outside of calibration or a, you know, talent planning conversation, succession planning, just I'm talking to you, Laura, as the direct report, and you've told me you want to do certain things in your career. If you're performing and we see you got the potential, then as a sponsor, it's my duty to be architecting and crafting opportunities. And so development opportunities that help you grow critical experiences, exposure to my network as a sponsor, some of those things. And then the third thing I think, and this is what you were talking about, is in the talent planning conversation, when people leaders, groups of people leaders come together and they start talking about their talent and what they're looking at is future promotion opportunities and leadership roles and needs that the business or the organization has. And we're looking to put people into those roles um, now 
short term or longer term. And we're building that succession or slate. And that's where I think a sponsor steps in because if they've been doing the right work as a people leader and they're coming along and they're bringing their people along, then when they're thinking about those different venues of how are you performing now? How are we finding development opportunities for you to help you continue to grow and demonstrate your strengths? Then in talent planning or a succession conversation, that sponsor is architecting opportunities, positioning, influencing others, or where they may see, oh, you don't know Laura? Well, let me introduce you to her. Let, let's maybe get some exposure between you and Laura. This is where I think real quickly, we can make a contrast to a mentor and a sponsor because a mentor may not have access to that venue where those conversations are happening. A mentor may not have the level, not only not access, but they, if they have access, they may not have the credibility or the voice to stand up and advocate for someone just because it may not have anything to do with the mentor not being an excellent performer or anything like that. It's just their voice may not resonate in that space. And like we said, a mentor may not even be in those venues when they need to happen. So that's another way that someone can identify who is a sponsor of mine and who is a mentor of mine. Is that helpful? It is helpful. It is helpful. And you mentioned kind of this superstar, this rock star sponsor, they're not only having their conversations within, you know, the regular venues, but they're creating and architecting those conversations by introduction, by whatever it is. Is there another example you can give on an, a leader that you've seen do this well? whether that's with a new org change, a new strategy, something mm -hmm. like that. Like how, how can sponsors really think about how to create these intentional conversations to develop others? Yeah, uh, I'll give you an example of, of where I've seen this really happen. Uh, so within one of the organizations that I've worked with, there was a period of time where they were creating a new business venture. They were putting a new business offering together. And in this new offering, um, it was going to allow for new roles and, and opportunities for people that we didn't see before. So previously to set this up, the sponsor was talking to you know, one of their employees and we were kind of hitting a fork in the road, I guess you could say kind of, well, I don't know, you know, where the next opportunity is for you. I, I don't see it right now, but hey, I'm going to continue to keep looking. And, you know, we're very clear on performance and potential. We've had those talk straight conversations. And what happened was when this joint venture was created, the sponsor was like sitting in the room when the conversation, they were in the room where it happened and they were very ready to say, oh, wait a minute, this is the opportunity. This is what, Eureka, this is what we've been waiting for. And so at the right time, in a very strategic way, the sponsor was like, okay, when we get to the point to start talking about talent, when are we going to do that? And what are we specifically looking for? Because I may have, you know, an individual or a couple of individuals that I'd like to, you know, throw their names in the hat 
And so to kind of fast forward the story, as the venture took off, the sponsor, because they had positioned the conversation, they were able to get those individuals into these neat new roles that were going to, you know, give new critical experiences, new exposure, and really help to accelerate them. And so that's one way that a sponsor can be sitting in the right place, right time, and really be looking to the opportunity to play someone. Yeah. And, you know, it kind of goes back to trust. You know, you can trust me. I'm going to help you. Right. And I care about you. I care about what you want to do in your career and what's best for you. And if I can facilitate that as a sponsor, I will. And I love that too. It's also not just that they're in the room and they could talk about it, but that, like you said, this foundational knowledge of what the person wanted in their career and understanding what their potential was, they had already done that work. Right. Yeah. So that when the opportunity presented itself, they didn't have to go back and try and figure that out. They knew that that was the right thing to do for the person and for the business. Right. Which goes back to the point we were making earlier around uh, a good sponsor, an amazing sponsor at their core is an outstanding people leader. Yeah. So we talked a lot about sponsorship within the organization and the best one is like in your management line. So either your manager, your second level manager, VP, whatever, what happens is you, you know, sometimes you grow your career, you transition to different departments, your line manager changes, or they leave the organization, like your sponsor, you know, leaves. What happens then? What do you do? How can, as a sponsor, how can you still champion someone else's career after you've moved on or they've moved on. And then also for the person, what are they left with? <laughs> you know, you, you know me, I have so many funny things I could say about this, but <laughs> we'll just gonna, we'll kind of stick to a point. You know, it can be devastating when your sponsor leaves. It, it can be devastating. Um, you know, you look up and all of a sudden you're like, who is there? to advocate for me who who's going to be in the room where it happens right mm -hmm. it's very hard and this is another check and balance if you had a sponsor in the first place or they were more of a mentor because when your sponsor moves or leaves uh because they get promoted or they move on to something else or they leave the organization and then there's a vacuum if things kind of slow down and stop, or you kind of have that moment where you're like, oh no, like my, my person's gone. Mm -hmm. That's when you kind of know if they were really helping you and you saw that progression happening, that was a true sponsor, you know? And we'll talk about maybe how to, you know, find your new sponsor, but that's also a sign of if you had more of a mentor, someone that was giving you good advice, was helpful with, you know, how to navigate a situation or giving you a different perspective versus someone who was actively, you know, helping you navigate and advance in the organization. So when your sponsor leaves, let's kind of go back to, I think, a core that when I'm doing my coaching, I talk to people about, and we said it earlier, as an individual, as an employee, you must demonstrate strong performance and you must be able to demonstrate you have potential, you have stretch. So that when we, with this strong performance, okay, what you know, your intelligence, how you behave, all those things that you bring together to really knock it out of the park every day, 
We want to make sure that you're doing your performance well every day, what's expected of you. And then you want to also be demonstrating that when we put you in more complex, demanding, higher risk situations, that you know you quickly adapt. Of course, there's going to be a learning curve that happens, but you quickly adapt. So the first thing that we have to do as employees is make sure that we are performing and we're demonstrating potential. Okay. Your sponsor leaves. What we hope has happened is that strong performance and your potential, whoever moves into the new management role or within the leadership line, they are aware and they're seeing that performance and potential that you have mm -hmm. so that they over time can become your new sponsor. So it's a, either a new manager or it's someone in the management line. And you have to actively, what we can do as employees is manage our performance and potential, right? What we have to be watching for is that we haven't put all of our eggs in one basket. So you want your direct manager to know about your performance and potential and be on board and be an, a person that is behind you. Mm -hmm. You want their manager to know. You want that person's manager to know and so on and so on. <laughs> and, and the thing about that, that comes back to a good sponsor is they are elevating your, your good works and your performance higher in the org. So that it's not just me as a manager, your direct manager that knows all of this. They are talking about it with other people. And that's what I think you want to have in place when your sponsor leaves. Now, Laura, you and I are not, you know, naive to the fact that it doesn't always work that well and neatly. Yeah. Um, and so we have to think about the fact that sometimes sponsors leave and you look up or you look around and you just don't have the kind of support and pull that you once did. And then that's where I think as an individual, you have to make a decision. Is this still the opportunity for me here? Can I continue to grow? Mm -hmm. um, do I need to branch out? Is it time to explore and think about other opportunities or new adventures in my organization or outside of my organization? Uh, but I don't wanna take off the table that you can find another sponsor, right? Yeah, just or, more time potentially to build that relationship. It might, it might, yeah. What I love about um, what you said too is it's your, what the employee has control over, right? So it's your performance and your potential. Mm -hmm. And then if you've cultivated that relationship with the sponsor, they've been, they've been talking for you. So you, even though you're not in the room, you are in the room because they're literally <laughs> talking about you. So it's not that you might not be privy to all of those conversations, but right. your um, performance and potential has been talked about if you have a great sponsor, if they're advocating for you in those spaces. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think one, a quick thing too, is you want that and then you do want others that can nod their heads and say, yes, I endorse that. You know, and those might be your mentors. Those might be uh, people that have had the opportunity of uh, working with you and they see the value that you're adding. Yeah, right? your sponsors, peers, yeah. or their direct reports. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
we talked a bit about, you know, what to do to get a new sponsor. Is there a place for sponsorship? If you're a sponsor and you leave, can you still advocate for somebody's career or does that kind of move you over into a mentor box at that point? Maybe, maybe I'm a little black and white on this, but I think when your sponsor that was really, really good Mm -hmm. and, you know, just was able to do wonderful things for your career because of your performance and potential, when they leave, they do probably become more of a mentor because earlier on we were talking about, you know, I think a sponsor has to be in the line of action. Yeah. When I think they become more of a mentor and they're equally as valuable to you because they've once been there. Is, um, let me ask you another question. Lots of questions for you today. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Is there a difference in how we sponsor those from marginalized communities besides like you have mentioned before, kind of increasing the, the frequency of conversations that you have, but is there anything else that you would suggest that people do? This is a really important question because we talked earlier about a great, outstanding, epic sponsor is not just pulling in and advocating and progressing people that look like them, but they're also looking, like I said, for the best talent. Yeah. And they're advocating. And so within marginalized communities, there are sensibilities and preferences and differences in how those individuals act. And you have to really be sensitive to that as a sponsor. And when I say in how they act, I mean, you know, we've kind of heard maybe within an Asian community, they are uh, very much focused around authority. Who's the authority? And, you know, I am not going to be as loud or my voice, you know, may not, you know, be as prevalent in the conversation, but I'm performing well, right? Um, But this is, my character, you know, maybe in um, someone who might be, you know, Hispanic, they have a pride in how you perform and the work that you do, but be humble about it, right? You know, you're not talking about, look what I've just done and all these things, you know, in an African-American or in a Black perspective, from a Black perspective, um, you know, you may have come from a family where, you know, you were achieving and going to college and had people pushing you through. And so you're achievement oriented and you have these credentials and all these things, and you're trying to come into the workplace and you're figuring, you know, my good works just based upon me performing and what I deliver that will get me noticed. And there could be in kind of how I've described, you know, these different experiences, there could be a combination happening in all different peoples. It's not just focused on one group acts this way or is this way, but as a sponsor, well, let's back it up. As a good people leader, mm-hmm. you're going to be noticing these differences and preferences and how people show up. And it's up to you as the people leader, not to just do the normal you know, you're performing, you know, let's, let's have our 30 minute performance conversation and keep moving, but it's going back to that whole, how are you leading on purpose? How are you demonstrating that you can be trusted, that you care about the individual and you're going to help them. And so good people leadership is going to show up that way when you lead on purpose. Now, 
if I'm a sponsor and I'm sitting in a position where I'm a people leader and I have influence, control, I own budget, I make decisions, what I need to be doing is recognizing that someone in uh, a person of color or someone in a marginalized community may show up differently because they're just trying to overcome all the other things that may be going on for them just to show up at work every day. Um, so I think as a, as a sponsor, you want to really make sure that you're leaned in and knowledgeable about what some of those nuances and cultural differences are so that you can show up at your best. Let me switch kind of the perspective. We've been talking a lot about as a sponsor, what do you need to do now? What about if you are being sponsored as the sponsee? How, if, you know, as an employee, how do I even know if somebody is my sponsor? Because I, you know, just from personal experience, I will tell you that, Mm -hmm. you know, I, as an employee, I thought so-and-so was my sponsor or this person was my sponsor. And now when I think back at it, maybe they were more of a mentor. And then as a sponsor myself, um, I don't know if the people that I sponsor or mentor kind of know the difference. I, I will be very honest and say that I am, I cannot be a sponsor for everybody that I mentor because right. of what you mentioned, like I don't have authority or whatever, but sometimes yeah. it's because the performance isn't there. Yeah. And as their mentor, I'm still trying to coach and help them get there. And I'll absolutely do that, but I wouldn't sponsor them even if I am in the room. So after, as you know, from that perspective, you know, as an employee, as a sponsee, how do I know if somebody is my sponsor? First of all, the ticket to entry, you know, we talked about is strong performance and demonstrating your potential. So let's say as an employee, if you're not getting the feedback that you want or that you expect that everything is always good, everything is just, you know, fantastic and you're not progressing, that that should be the first telltale sign that something is off and you need to probe deeper. Is your manager holding you to a high standard of performance? Are they talking straight with you, right? Telling you where things stand. Uh, That's the first sign that you might have a manager, but not that manager is not your sponsor. Okay. And you have to kind of really kind of be self-aware about that situation. The other thing that happens is you as an employee may be looking for that sponsor and your performance is just not where it needs to be. And you might not be self-aware enough or able to kind of acknowledge that. And a person can't sponsor you if your ticket to entry is not valid. You know, if you don't have the performance and the potential. What might that sound like or what might that look like? Mm, You mean if... I, as a manager, I'm talking to my employee. Like, what am I saying? What are you saying? And what should I be hearing yeah. as an employee? Yeah. If I want this job, I'm ready for this promotion. Um, what do I need to do to get there, Mark? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's play that scenario at its best. And so if I was a people leader, I would say, well, I've heard your aspiration and we've talked about it. Let's go back to though the expectations of the role and what would be expected for me to see consistently and over, you know, kind of a period of time in order for me to be able to help with that 
goal you have and to help you reach the aspiration. So this project or this behavior um, is not meeting expectations. And we've talked about that. And I still don't see the level of performance that is expected. Let's talk about that. Here's the level of performance. It looks like this, you know, or the goal or metric is this. Um, here's what I observe that could be better or done differently. And then I think, Laura, as a people leader, you've got to come back and say, but tell me how you see it. Mm -hmm. Let's dialogue about it because there could be, again, something I'm missing, something I need to be doing as the manager, the people leader to help remove barriers or more coaching. So that could be happening. But let's just say all things are happening as they should. And I've delivered the message and I've said, hey, you know, performance is not meeting expectation. And so until it gets to that point, I can't help you get to where you want to be. Well, you know, that's actually a manager and a people leader that's leading on purpose. You know, they're telling you where they stand. They're telling you what it is. And they're the manager. Yeah. You know, now we all may say, well, they have their point of view and it's not right, but there is truth somewhere in it. And so this is where I think it is important to lean into mentors and get a perspective, but understand your mentor may not be in the center of the action, right? And may not really know everything that's going on. And so it's a hard conversation to have, but I think one of the things that the outstanding, you know, rockstar epic sponsor is going to do, we, we've coined this new phrase now, right? <laughs> outstanding epic rockstar sponsor. <laughs> um, the one thing that they're going to do is they're going to talk straight. They're going to tell you where things stand so that they can be in a great position to advocate and, and help you advance. I love it. So if I'm hearing right, as you know, as I move in my career, there's absolutely alignment, excitement, and um, feedback on advocating for advancement from probably not just manager, but probably second level manager and transparency. Yes. I, I think the biggest thing, you know, with sponsor to their, you know, sponsee is transparency. Yeah, absolutely. And how often, once you know you have your sponsor, say it's your manager, second level manager, how often are, should you be checking in with them? Or if you're a sponsor, yeah. how often should you be checking in with your sponsee? Well, I think, you know, if, if it's, you know, you're the manager and, and, you know, the sponsee obviously is your employee. I think at least monthly, at least monthly, right? Um, for me and my team, whether they love it or not, I mean, you know, feedback is a gift and it happens daily. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, and it goes both ways. Oh, you know, what do I need to know? Tell me what I need to know, you know, as your manager to be better for you. Or where do you see that I could just be better in how I'm showing up, you know, for the work I have to do? So I think, you know, it at least happens monthly. Then as you kind of go up the chain with like a skip level or even higher, you know, I've seen where, you know, those are every couple of months or quarterly, Okay. you know, uh, to check in with higher levels in your management chain. Yeah. I, um, I really appreciate the, the frequent, like what you mentioned in terms of the frequency. Um, I've been in organizations, and I'm like you, I, when I was leading a bigger team, I had, you know, you know, 
often met with my team. Um, and I feel like the, I feel like people that invest the time um, sometimes have just, you know, the more frequent conversations, more real conversations, and they know they have the pulse on not only the team, but also the um, individuals in it. So like you said, skip level meetings. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's a, it's a lot of time, right? So sponsors yeah. have busy schedules, but that we go back to the Epic sponsor, they're mm -hmm. making time for, for the individual that they're sponsoring. Yeah. And you can see it in how they spend time with their team too. Yeah. And I think it's going, you have to be planful is, is all I can say. Cause you're right. Cause we have busy schedules, you know, our calendars are full, you know, we're in the proverbial back-to-back -back meetings all day kind of a thing. And so being tuned in to your team and giving them feedback and advocating for them, it is a part of that routine that you just have to kind of build in and figure out. Well, Mark, oh my goodness. We've had such a great conversation. I feel like it's the conversation, like this next level, how to be this epic sponsor. Standing amazing sponsor, yeah. yeah so I really appreciate your time. And we have a call to action for our audience. Um, Mark is um, such a, a generous leader. Um, he, we were talking about what can we give the audience as a tool. So Mark has a great tool for you to think about. Can you describe it to me, Mark? Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, I think a great reference tool is, you know, kind of how do I know if I have a sponsor? You know, what do I need to do in order to make sure that I'm a good sponsee? Uh, and what are some things that I should be expecting in that relationship? What should I see? And so a lot of the things we've talked about today, I'd love to put um, out there to the listeners and in just like a short, you know, one pager, kind of a reference tool that they can use. And so I'd love to offer that to uh, all the listeners out there. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. We will put the link to that action tool in the show notes. And we really appreciate that. I think it's a really great way to start thinking about it and to put it in the employee's control. Like, what can I do in addition to all of the gems that you have just dropped? <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank you. Sharing your knowledge with us today. Thank you, Laura. It's been a pleasure and I'm very appreciative, appreciative, excuse me, of the opportunity. Thank you so much, Mark. Wasn't that episode so, so good? Don't forget to check out the show notes to get Mark's free worksheet. If you are in a place of leadership, you are in a place of privilege. Use that to lift others up. Use that to be an epic sponsor. That wraps up our show for today. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care. Mm -hmm.